Hey y'all, it's Ed Carbajal, mixed martial arts analyst for SureDog MMA News and MyMMANews.com. Um, this is Wednesday night after a long, long week of uh, last week. I covered Bellator 222. Um, for, I was uh, credentialed for the event for SureDog.com. So if you haven't checked out any of my stuff on there, there's a lot of interviews and, and all that that uh, I just submitted. They published my last piece regarding the event, which was like an op-ed piece on um, Chael Sonnen and his retirement and legacy in MMA. Um, but um, uh, the uh, I think the biggest thing that stood out to me from that event was... Um, Kyoji Horiguchi and, and Darren Caldwell. I actually have an uh, and I spoke with Darren Caldwell before the event. It was two weeks before the event, and um, uh, you know, he, I'm from New Jersey. He's from New Jersey. Um, literally like the same area. He's he's you know central New Jersey, just like me. Um, even though he trains out, you know, with uh, Dominic Cruz and all them. Um, which was plenty of reason with wrestling accolades that he has in the state, plenty of reason that I thought he was going to take that win with him. Um, however, if you saw the fight, I mean, the first round took down Horiguchi was doing everything he said. He was going to do landing elbows, punches. Um, but then later he still took him down, but he was just inactive. I mean, I, I hate to say lay and pray for a guy that, uh, that's uh, taken that took the title from Joe Warren and Bellator, but um, you know, uh, Joe, um, well, he beat Joe Warren, he took the title from um, Eduardo Dantas, but um, it was just a bad night overall. If you're a fan of the fighters that work uh, on the New York, New Jersey side, although I can't say that for uh, Patrick Mix and R- Ricky Bandejas, Ricky Bandejas from Brick, New Jersey, Patrick Mix from Buffalo, New York. You know that was that was uh, you know uh, Patrick makes ten and zero undefeated. Couldn't be couldn't be uh, surprised about that. I mean it was a quick victory. If you haven't watched it, actually the entire preliminary bouts, which is worth watching. I mean it's like ten fights. Um, there was a heavily stacked card. The Aaron Pico fight versus Aaron Borks is on there. Mike Kimball um, versus uh, uh, I forget the the guy's name from Newark that he fought. Um, yeah, you know, he's he's a uh, East Coast out of Connecticut. He'll be fighting again soon, actually, August twenty fourth, on the Karatanov Mitrion card. That's going to be in uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut, at the uh, the West the uh, the new arena they have there, or the arena. It's it's not new, but um, Connecticut just lifted their ban on mixed martial arts um, outside of Indian reservations. So that's why they're having it in the new. I think it's the Westbury Arena, but. Um, I could be wrong on that. Anyway, um, if you haven't listened to those interviews, it's like two weeks ago, or no, actually the week of was last week, so last week's episode of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour, if you're not subscribed to that podcast, which is also on Anchor, uh, please uh, check it out, um, and uh, we did a recap of everything this week, but uh, you know, I, I usually don't get to say much because Matt is very long-winded, and he's exceptionally long-winded this week. <laughs> 
um, he does a pretty funny rant so if you haven't checked it out you should definitely listen to it um it's funny but it's true i mean uh one of the reasons i do a podcast with him is because outside of his consistency is because of his knowledge and history of the sport and um his passion for it so definitely check it out if you haven't but um you know this podcast this is my own i call it the mma afterthought because i always like to give some thoughts after events and some predictions um and um I think the thing that I took away most of what happened in Madison Square Garden outside of Chael Sonnen retiring, and uh, I'm going to talk about more about that in a minute, um, is uh, the uh, cross-promotional fight between Horiguchi and uh, Caldwell. Um, that opened the main card, mind you, and um, Horiguchi now holds two titles. He's the bantamweight champion at Ryzen, fighting federation in Japan, and the ba- bantamweight champion um, he's Bellator's bantamweight champion, and contractually he has to defend that title uh, at least once a year. He just won it, so that title is with him at least until 2020. Um, and uh, Juan Archuleta, who also won um, on a Friday night, wants already wants to fight him for that belt because he doesn't like the idea of the Bellator belt Bellator being the American mixed martial arts promotion losing a title oh you know to someone overseas I mean this is reminiscent of what's go- what's been going on in boxing forever it's what makes boxing entertaining you know I mean uh Andy Ruiz uh it's funny that this is these were all DAZN events too um I might have to subscribe to DAZN uh just cut the cord on my cable and and uh, I barely watch TV anyway anymore, but th- that's that's a whole other podcast for a whole on a whole other subject. Um, yeah, that's it. It's it could be the the start of something that changes the sport. I know that um, you know the UFC is still the biggest you know four billion dollar you know leader of the sport, and and you know they hold everything tight, and and they don't like doing the cross promotional, but. I mean, if it, it just makes it, it makes it feel more like a truer sport and not this underground thing or, or you know a niche niche uh, sport for people you know that that uh, that are just uh, you know borderlining between pro wrestling and and, and fight sports. So um, uh, that's that's what I took away most of it. And the other thing, as far as like I said, I was going to talk about Chael Sonnen. So Chael, if you haven't figured it out in his career, all the things he says and the stuff that he does, it's it is a gimmick. Uh, the the article that just published on Sure Dog, I write about it. Um, the stuff that gets folks excited in any sport when people start talking trash and and things like that that riles fans up and and gets them to band together, even if it's against each other, and, and you know. Uh, our guy versus your guy or our team versus your team it's something that um that uh it's it's a an ingredient a marketing ingredient in the business that gets people interested you know and you're not going to tune into something that if, if you don't have a a stake in it if you don't pick a side so if everybody's cordial and nice to one another there you know it, it's hard to pick a side um so when it comes to stuff like like uh, things that Chael has done in his career, you know, you need uh, you need a bad guy, 
and that's pretty much the gist of what I wrote on my sure dog piece um, it's a necessary ingredient I mean if you watched Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather two of the biggest mouths in the sport um, none of the things they say they said about their opponents are nice and if you watch that pay-per-view the boxing pay-per-view technically you know from as a martial artist and 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 people that are in the know it was a given that Mayweather was going to beat McGregor but people still watch for the chance that something outside of what you were expecting might happen or they watch because they hated McGregor coming into the boxing space you know for for boxing fans he was a bad guy so um guys like Chael Sonnen paved the way for guys like Conor McGregor in MMA and, and uh, you know yes it probably comes from um, pro wrestling uh, I actually cite the uh, Iron Sheik documentary it's called The Sheik it, was, uh, it came out in 2014 if you haven't seen it and uh, if you watch it there's just interviews in there from Hulk Hogan and all these other guys where they talk about uh, how they were put over by being, you know, the good guy because the Sheik was making himself out to be such a heel. Uh, Ric Flair, I think, alludes to the same thing in, in, in the documentaries he's appeared in. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things that uh, if, if you're, you have to, you kind of have to be a marked and get into it to have fun as a spectator and a fan. But um, if, if you're going to be a mark and take it seriously, then, then there's something, you know, maybe you need to take a break and, and you know, uh, step away from watching for a while. You know, because everybody, uh, Kevin Eyal and Elias Cepeda, uh, they wrote articles at Yahoo um, completely just like kind of knocking Chael on, on the stuff he's done in the sport, you know, not giving the guy... Uh, his due. I mean, yes, he's a cheat, and you know, but he's always come clean about the uh, the uh, his use on on drugs and stuff like that. Um, with the with the what happened when what got him out of the UFC and and then his first retirement, and then uh, you know when he came back after he sat it out in Bellator. So, um, that's uh that's pretty much all I wanted to say. I mean, um, and Elias Cepeda is a a guy that trains and does jujitsu and stuff like that. So. I wouldn't say he's as much as a UFC shill as uh, Kevin Iowell is, but you know the thing about uh, writing op-ed pieces that there is that their opinions, <laughs> editorials, and and um, you know everyone's got their uh, right to their opinion. So I just wanted to say that um, this weekend UFC Greenville, um, it's a sort of light card. Um, main event is Hanato Moicano versus the Korean Zombie. Uh, Moicano is a heavy favorite. Um, if you're gonna bet, I would bet Moicano to win by decision. On uh, FanDuel, he's plus 380. And um, also, I don't know the odds for uh, BKFC six, the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships uh, six event. But um, uh, Paulie Malignaggi versus Artem Lobov. Um, I have a feeling that's gonna be what gets most people's eyeballs this weekend and um it's as much as people want to hate on paulie if you're i mean especially for this podcast and the, and the coast to coast combat hour podcast i think most of our our listeners are are mma fans but i mean you can't deny the experience that paulie at the level he's boxed at um 
my if I talk to the guys from Front Proof Media where I, I've written stuff over, um, they've they've said uh, Malinaji has a tendency to get his hands broken. Um, the term that I that I've seen float around was uh, feather fisted. So if he breaks his hand early on on uh, Lobov, then maybe things will change. But if you watch the Jason Knight Lobov, the BKFC five, even though Lobov won, it was a decision. But um, uh, he, you know, he had his hands down. Lobov's got short reach. Um, I don't see. Uh, I could see Malinaji not only uh, winning. I mean, you know, maybe just tagging away. The only, I don't know if he's training that circular ring the way that, um, you know, Lobov is obviously used to it, but I have a feeling that might nullify the boxing footwork. Um, I'd have to speak to a boxing, someone that, that watches more boxing, but I know like the, the thickness, the, there's things that matter in boxing that people don't account for, like the thickness of the, of the, the mat on the, on the ground of the ring and the shape of it. Um, you know, the, the circular ring is meant to make, make the, the two combatants engage more. And, uh, I don't know if Malinaji accounted for that in his training. So I, I wonder if that will affect his footwork. But um, those are the only two things that I would say are against him. But either way, the experience is is all him, and um, I wouldn't be surprised if he just chips away at uh, Lobov for for the you know and gets a decision you know victory by uh, just significant strikes and things like that. So BKFC six, if you're watching it, it's on Fight TV. I think the pay per view is like forty bucks. Um, and I hate recommending them because they owe me money. But I'm going to recommend it anyway because I'll probably be watching it um, somehow, some way. That's all I'll say. And, uh, yeah, um, enjoy. Thanks again. I, I know I take long breaks when I record these things. But, um, again, if it, uh, the consistent podcast is Coast to Coast Combat Hour. It's on Spotify and Anchor and everything else. And uh, if you watch, uh, if you subscribe to the Blogboard Jungle uh, YouTube channel, um, all the support links are on there. If you'd like to support um, this podcast or any other podcast, um, everything goes to, uh, you know, all, all my creative content endeavors. Um, and I hope you enjoyed uh, my coverage of Bell Tour 222. If, um, again, the Blogboard Jungle. YouTube channel uh, has a lot of the stuff that I shot. The interviews that appeared on Sure Dog are also there. Um, I'm trying to think what else uh, is on. I mean, I actually still have. I still have stuff. I shot so much. I was there all week, and I still have so much stuff that I need to um, send up. You know, the uh, upload to the YouTube channel. So it re- it truly is. Um, it truly is one of these. Um, uh, and then being on the arena floor at Madison Square Garden, it was just, uh, it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, if you, if you haven't done it, you know, gotten right underneath where everything is, it's just one of those things that there's something about that arena. I don't know if it's because how long it's been there or the things that have happened there, um, but it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, if, if, if it wasn't on your bucket list, you know, you, 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 in the moment you put it there and check it off and just say, wow, this is, this is truly amazing. I sent my brother pictures of, uh, where I was seated that night. And, um, I was just, uh, you know, if, uh, 
I don't, uh, I'm not a big deal in the space of combat sports, but, um, you know, damned if I didn't feel like I did, I was doing something right when I was sitting there on Friday night at Bell Tour 222. So anyway, that's that. Um, hope you guys have a good weekend. Um, summer's right around the corner. Uh, I should be covering, uh, pro fight league events in Atlantic city in July. So uh, I'll be setting up interviews for that. I'm supposed to speak with uh, Chad George on Friday. So I'll try and get that up on this podcast for you guys. Chad George is, if you haven't heard of him, he's fought for Bellator. He's fought for WEC. And um, he's fighting his very last fight uh, July 6th on the newly minted Lights Out Extreme Fighting uh, promotion that uh, Sean Merriman started on the West Coast. Um, so that should be coming up soon again. Uh, you know, I'm not going to let this podcast, uh, fade. I have the app on my phone, so it's that easy to record. And, um, that's pretty much it again. Thanks for listening. And uh, I'll talk to you soon.